0: So, welcome everyone. Um, Today we are going for a little podcast. And uh, recently we started doing uh, little extra flights at the same time uh, to have a bit of fun and uh, enjoy scenery and to make it more interesting while we talk. Might as well just do a little group flight and just have fun all together. That way we can uh, meet new people, explore the simulator, and that's the fun part. So today I'm with uh, Far Isle Pilot, and we are going to be doing a beautiful flight through the Rockies.
1: Uh one question.
0: Go for it before we start. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Um what plane are we using?
0: So, today we're going to be flying the Icon A5 and we are oh, going to go God. through Banff. So, we're, we're we're staying simple for now and so everyone can join us. So, our flight plan will be around an hour and 50 minutes and we are going to go really into the mountains here. And um, so we're going to go through Banff here as well as uh, Lake Louise. So uh, we're going to see the, the best of the best. And then we're going to go around and explore a little more of, uh, of an area with uh, lots of little lakes around here. Uh, so we're going to be following a river most of the time, uh, the remains of, of glaciers. So that's going to be an interesting flight. So here I'm in this um, beautiful livery from the Fly Pizza. So that's a pretty beautiful, beautiful. custom little livery for the Icon A5, beautiful. Uh, thanks to Matt for this livery. It is really amazing. I have to say. And oh, I to take... get out I'm of the... Here. There we go, he's down there on the <laughs> runway, ready to go. Yeah. Well, okay. um, today we are going to be talking about a lot of different things because we finally had um, the update that happened, um, actually just right now, so... Uh... <laughs> We're going to be talking about that uh
1: we also have textron aviation which i'm just going to watch a little bit on that right now
0: so there's that we also had the around the world episode three which finally came out um earlier today so that's available on the xbox channel and then we finally had the development roadmap update which is something i've been waiting for uh to see a little more coming after october november uh can't wait to see what december and january shows for us i'm excited
1: to see how this is going to go on xbox like have you tried playing this With just the controller,
0: Mm, I haven't no. Nope, me neither. But um, people are doing Mm. it just fine. So, very honest with you. Yeah,
1: but you can't do autopilot and all that. Well, you can't unless you have a a combination. Like you can't do an actual simulation with just the controller, unless you get the pedals on that. Which most likely. I think they're they're going to make it. I think
2: they're going to make it so that somehow you can have other small peripherals.
1: I hope they do. You can already. Mm-hmm. I don't. You know. I don't see keyboard. how you can
2: have a full, a full experience if you don't have some kind of keyboard or something that you can set. Uh, a keyboard. Features.
1: You don't have to worry about the mouse. The gamepad does everything. There'll be a keyboard. It, yeah, you don't need, need the keyboard to. specifically. Yeah, it's better. It's better in every game. But um, uh, uh, uh keyboard's not the issue because well, I know, barely touch my keyboard.
0: That's the thing, right? You have an Xbox. Xbox, you're going to have a keyboard and a mouse support. So it's yeah. nothing just have really
1: new. Just yeah, the because there's
2: a lot of bindings yeah. that you're going to need that you're not going to be able to get on just a controller. Dozens and dozens and dozens of functions that
1: yeah. you know.
2: You know no, most likely,
1: they're, they're going to have a joystick that's compatible. I think there is a joystick that's compatible.
2: That would be good.
0: That's a nice airport right there.
2: Not bad. Pretty nice. I like it. It's going to be a beautiful trip. I think it's auto-gen, but it's just... It works yeah. well. It works well. Oh, yeah, uh, there you are, Cookie. Do you yeah. want me to take off and you just go on by? Or you, you be my guest?
0: Yeah, just, just roll up. For, for those interested in joining us, um, we're on U.S. East, all players, so feel free if you want to have fun. The flight plan is available in the Event Text channel, and uh, we are taking off from Springbank Airport. That's Charlie Yankee Bravo Whiskey, uh, that's next to Calgary International. And then we're going to be going west to uh, first uh, Endromere, so that's Charlie Alpha Alpha 8. And then we might jump over to Fairmont Hot Spring, which is right below. Um, that's Charlie Yankee, Charlie Zulu. So uh, feel free to take off for I'll I'll follow you. Yeah. First topic for today, and it's not going to be the patch of the update straight away. And uh, so we're going to be talking about the Alpha and the Beta a little more, uh, many of you might just think that, well, it's it's already something that happened. There's no reason for us to talk about the Alpha or Beta because it's now over. And the main thing is about its efficiency. Now mm-hmm. that we have the simulator out, now that we've seen uh, one or two patches come out and, and seeing a bit of an update, uh, we're finally to the point where we can kind of estimate how it was in the past. Because it was it was essentially the same process. It's not like since the release things have changed to a whole different process program and and things pretty much run the same thing the same way and people still have uh pretty much the same jobs and part of that efficiency that we're thinking about that was a conversation main file had about uh how the alpha and the beta were technically just the same as right now you have um a version of the software that gets released and people come in it and they have fun they play with it and they report bugs uh sadly it might feel like a lot of the the people who have been into the alpha and beta <laughs> may have also just been yeah. in there for flying and enjoying the simulator yep. early uh, yeah. now we can't blame people for wanting to have s- such a software early I, I would think everyone would want to have fun with that so i can understand that um but at the same time the fact is that people were going for a simulator with all the visuals and everything maybe meant that there were less work on bugs and figuring out the little step by step of how to reproduce a bug and the proper writing of a bug
2: report which is a tedious task yeah i'm beginning to think there was a little bit more of that as well i remember when we were you know, reading things on Reddit and the official Discord, and it was a lot of people just, oh, I, I, I just want to get my hands on this. I can't wait to play. I want to fly over my house. I want to see what it looks like. But so many people really weren't mentioning, you know, oh, I want to get in there and 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 see if I can help out. And I think it was a lot of people that wanted to play. Yeah. That did not necessarily. If there was like fifty, sixty thousand people total. I I don't know. I don't really think there's maybe... Talking years
1: about years. playing like anything, did you see how fast the PlayStation 5 pre-orders just
0: disappeared? The which ones? PlayStation 5.
2: Uh, you not talk I about don't... that. But I mean, yeah, it's I just know,
0: like no. the, the graphics cards from NVIDIA, right? These things just exactly. go out as well.
2: Yeah. And with the way I mean, everything, it's everything
0: is... Really the, series really, looks interesting.
2: With the way everything is right now, it's, you know, with a run on everything and... and yeah, well, yeah to the reason behind and yeah.
0: It's been so long they since
1: they ran before. out. Of, they ran out of stock 5 minutes like after it was Of course, oh, yeah It's not that, like they have 10
0: like million units expected. ready. Yeah,
2: no. It wouldn't make sure. sense. Yeah. No. I wouldn't think I wouldn't think they'd be And besides, it kind of always helped them, if you notice, they always ran out. <laughs> and it was kinda, it became kind of a thing where you almost expected that they they made sure that the demand was slightly under because the hype could just, you know, be even higher. You know, the demand was everybody's fighting to get, you know, their hands on a unit, but yet, um, they aren't there to be had. So it keeps the conversation running about it. So I think sometimes it's,
0: well, actually we can, we can talk about this a little further in depth. Yeah. Because, well, of course, like every company you need marketing and, uh, nvidia has a really good marketing department they're able to do things that other companies simply are not able to do and the communication of hype and how amazing you know you can communicate a product to your audience uh nvidia's got it in their pockets they've been able you know they did their their countdown uh to the to the launch they showed all those different graphics cards from different eras. They provided that so everyone could uh, have the same templates and, and the same press kit. They had, of course, their stream with uh, Jensen in his kitchen. having yeah. uh, Just like previous releases with uh, with other NVIDIA product, getting a server out of the oven. Like That is not something you see every day. So there's that. So they, they have this hype that NVIDIA has been able to create. And... It's so much that people are battling for cards. We're seeing uh, GPUs on eBay. Well, of course, they got just released, so you'd expect prices to be high. But some of them now are really reaching you know, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. We can talk about the extreme cases like that one at $80,000. It It is, uh, it is not supposed to be $80,000 for a GPU especially because the 3090 is also coming out soon. So it doesn't make sense to spend so much for a 3080. And of course, you know, that's the thing. It's a GPU. It's not a house. I mean, at at $100,000, you can really get yourself a really good car um, or even pay off a mortgage at this point. Um, What I'd say is NVIDIA has been able to, to hype. Well, they've been a little far sometimes in some of their marketing terms, which... I mean, every company will want to convince people into believing their product is the best. Uh, but we're not yet seeing exactly 2x results in every game and uh, in, in every benchmark. Now, of course, that's normal. And every company is going to put its uh, its company products into the best light possible. Now, we're not going to see an RTX 2080 Ti versus a 3080 Give us so many extra frames in Microsoft Flight Simulator because in our case we have probably the heaviest software in the benchmark suite right now uh, for any tech tuber, which is something quite interesting because now we're seeing tech tubers show up Microsoft Flight Simulator as a benchmark, which
2: yeah, like the old days, yep, this is exactly what it used to be. That's its roots. That's where its roots lied. They and lay so back into in it. that. Idea, yeah. It's kind of interesting how it's come full circle after all these years, because literally in the old days, that was the way. They used to use Flight Simulator as a tool to sell their PCs, because if their PC could run it, then you knew you had a powerful machine. Because quite frankly, if you didn't, it wouldn't run at all. They couldn't even demo it in a store. So it was, it was the old days of uh, it can run this, it can run anything which is kind of interesting to see that it's back again.
0: And I'm sure there's a lot of optimizations that has to come yet from this thing is brand new. So it's it's just let's just keep it in the back of our minds for now. But yeah, because we have those GPUs coming out and we have higher end GPUs coming afterwards, we're going to see what the 3090 can provide us. Uh, hopefully, it'll go more than just linearly.
1: It's interesting. You said Flight Simulator was a sort of thing that they would use for like benchmarks. Y- you could say the same thing about the Source engine. The newest Source engine, as used in Half-Life Alyx, is it's absolutely amazing. Was it Source 2, I think it was?
0: Uh, yeah, it might have been that one, yep. But again, yeah, two. it's an engine, right? So it's just like the Unreal Engine. It's just like Unity. You're going to have those benchmarks because, well, as a game engine... You must show your top because you provide all the tools and the software uh, for the other games to follow. Just like we've Does seen. Does anyone know what Microsoft Flight Simulator uses? Well, it's their own proprietary engine that Asobo has, which is one of the reasons why uh, Microsoft went with them to begin with. Um, Essentially, the the story was a basic demo that really that started quickly. First, started the scenery. They were working on a scenery thing, creating geometry, setting everything with map elevation and all that stuff, just from satellite textures. And so those textures became Seattle. And then from Seattle, they said, you know what? Let's add a plane in there and see what happens. So they took, uh, they made a basic plane, and they went in there and they said, hey, look, this this is awesome. <clears throat> we can do something with this, right? And this is where the flight simulator started again. It was not just the basic, well, let's just do a flight simulator again. And they just started moving. There was there was this motivation behind from this technology. Um, and then of course, on top, the engine was already pretty good that they had something, they even tried VR really quickly because VR with Asobo's uh, proprietary engine is pretty good from <clears throat> reputation. And as a result, they were able to quickly implement quick VR thing and they tried it. So apparently because that's awesome, and because they're still working on it, um, which should be coming soon because the HP Reverb is uh, is coming out I think October or November. So yeah, VR is on November. its way. But apparently from it's pretty amazing. So can't wait to see what bring that brings up. Also we have uh, Toby67 asking, is it interesting how CPU bottleneck the sim is when looking at the benchmarks with the new graphics cards? Yes, this game is very CPU bottlenecked at the moment, which is understandable. There's so much. It's not a game, right? It's a simulator, and the simulator has a lot more math calculations involved with the physics, right? So all the frictions, the aerodynamics, calculating all those surfaces, which is a lot of math, but also a lot of different concurrent processes. And doing all of this together means you can't just put everything on the GPU because the GPU's also got the rendering to do. As a result, what you do is you offload some of the work on the CPU, the one that can be done fairly quickly.
1: What I found interesting, though, is that even with 100% GPU utilization, it still appears that it's the CPU that's the, uh, the always the bottleneck in the system most of the, most of the time with high-end components.
0: What I love about it is now in the patch, they've made it a lot better for people who have a lower end CPU. Uh, the mm-hmm. patch did work a lot on properly parallelizing uh, tasks a little more now. And as a result, people who have a four core for a thread CPU, for example, have seen massive improvements. Uh, things like before the CPU was maxed, and now they have 10 more FPS and their CPUs at Something like 75% utilization over four core for threads. So it was more of a patch for the people who don't have a top high end system. And that's great, right? Because oh. uh, a lot of people. Yeah, here's something that's have interesting. That. I'm noticing
1: this now a while because I have the Steam copy. I don't go through Windows Store. Yep. Uh, I've noticed that it's downloading the update via Steam.
0: You're on the Steam version? Yeah. So the way it does is you have technically two sides of updates. On the Microsoft Store, just like on Steam, the the store downloads the first update, which also fixes some of the launcher stuff. And then in the launcher, you're going to have that second update. For the Microsoft Store, it is before you get to the menu. So it's going to download this, uh, this thing on, on your check for updates screen. So that's before you click or press a key to enter and i think for steam there is also this uh downloads in the content manager so you can access the menu i've seen some people have that so yeah
1: i'm i'm just yeah i was just in microsoft Flight simulator actually loading into the flight and it just completely froze and um i think i now know why because it didn't update
0: oh yeah that might be something you want to do uh but once you're already updating
1: if you can update quickly,
0: feel free to join us. Um, but yeah, we we can't updated. say an update has been happening without its own failures because there's always something wrong with an update because everyone has of different course. system specs. And I can't imagine how many variables are on the simulator itself.
1: You've got to have a 970 and a 4th gen um, Intel.
0: Why are you saying that? Hold on, what? Actually, because funny thing, I'm 70 on a GTX 970. But I'm on uh, a, a Ryzen 3600. Yeah. Uh, do you guys think that oh, Microsoft 70. Flight Simulator 2020 would run on a 10, uh, 1650 low profile, oh, four gigabytes? Ahead. Oh man, no, probably not. It's already struggling with like a 770, and that's already oh. the bare minimum. Technically, but this, this thing can right. scale up.
2: Settings, yeah.
0: This thing can scale up and down, right? At some point, because I'm on a GTX 970. I updated the drivers, which came out today. And GeForce, sadly, the way they optimize the drivers for this game is that it chooses the FPS. So if you want 60 FPS, here are the settings that are going to give you a 60 FPS experience. And I tried it. It does give me 60 FPS in-game. Sadly, what it does is it really brings down the settings to very very low levels pretty much everything is low and i'm not even on 1080p i'm on like 768 (laughs) which is not nice to see even on the loading screen it looks pixelated but when i loaded in with that old low everything setting uh and very pixelated look what i found out was it kind of looks a bit like fsx at a very very low resolution where you have a very small radius of detail around you and most of the stuff around you is blurry textures and no details. You won't get as many trees. Um, you do have a lot of trees, even in the low um, low settings, or at least the ones that um, NVIDIA GeForce Experience gave me. But as a result of this, I was getting 60 FPS okay, it's not really an experience, but I just found it funny that it kind of looked like a, uh, like a bit like FSX. All I'd say that was better was maybe, well, okay, definitely the sky and the clouds. Even the clouds at low were better than, than FSX. Um, but the rest, like it could have been like FSX with um, a plane add-on, uh, a scenery add-on, an airport add-on, you know, like a mesh as well for, for the scenery around me. And That would have been around the same. So technically, you could run a really older card and have about the same experience as FSX. Maybe a little more optimized. But, I mean, the the GPU you mentioned was pretty much almost FSX era at this point.
1: So would you recommend updating to the latest drivers yet? Or is that something to hold off on, do you think?
0: Oh, you can update to the latest drivers. I had no issues. I just clicked on revert uh, settings because for me, it optimized directly for for my GPU, which did not help at all. It was not the goal. (laughs) Uh, So I just clicked revert, and it brought back my old settings, which is very nice, because I had to choose my settings carefully to get at least 30 FPS and beautiful visuals. Mm -hmm. As a result, I I didn't experience any issues since then, Um, but because I just updated today, I didn't test that much. So so far, so good, I'd say. As for the patch... um, Things are pretty fine, I'd say. One little thing is people have been complaining about things like the A320neo that's been breaking. Uh, yeah. That's a sad one.
2: There's because a few issues there. Uh, although I, I will say I've seen a few videos of people um, who basically tried out the the patch and then given their ideas about it. There was a there was a few people on lower end systems that had a lot of stutters in the cockpit, like when you try to any kind of uh, quick moving around in the uh, cockpit gave you a lot of stutters, and there were several people who um, I think they were on like i7, four, something. Uh, 47, and, uh, or 47. A lot of them had 90. 1080. Yeah, a lot of them had the 10 the 1080s for the cards. Oh man. And so um, TI is 1080 <laughs> TI, and yeah. um, I think uh, one had 24 gig, another one was 16. Most of them were 16. And he was pretty pleased with how it was running. I mean he demonstrated, you know, I used to get terrible pixelation to be seen in my other videos. Uh, I think one of them started out in LAX. He had issues at LAX, but after the patch, it was better. There were some, though, that had some functionality that seemed to break down for them. So that was a little bit of an issue. But um it's a bit of a mixed bag, really. And I'm not surprised that it's a bit of a mixed bag, but...
0: Uh... Well, there's always, always something. What I'd say on top, though, is that... Um, sometimes we think it's a bug, but it's not a bug. So always make sure you kind of understand. And there's some depth sometimes to certain things that you wouldn't otherwise see. <laughs> like, uh, for example, if you look at the winds on the map, on the world map before you load in and you look at the winds afterwards, What's you're on the plane and you can see your wind or even the ATIS, you might get three different results. Um, but it's not always because it's a bug, it's an issue. You gotta always think of all these little things that are actually calculated in the simulator. For example, the the difference in wind speed between being on the ground and altitudes So the wind that you have on the ground level versus an altitude, compare this with the type of terrain that you have if you are in an urban area, if you are in a clear area like an ocean versus like where we are right now in the mountains. You would not get the same winds in the valleys you would get from the top of the mountain. Um, As a result, the level on the map you'll see is probably between 1,000 and 2,000 feet or the ground to 2,000 feet above ground, so it may not reflect the ground
2: altitude i'm getting a little bit of turbulence which is kind of cool yeah a little bit close to the mountains here and it's actually
0: uh... that's the thing with the mountains uh <laughs> it's turbulent yep. there's a lot well of... they,
2: there was also some indication there would be a difference in when you entered a cloud um, some of them were flying the a320 and they were yeah. checking out how the wings were flexing and as they dip themselves into some of the clouds it seemed like some of those effects were increased which is kind of nice i mean it should be anything that takes us away from that feeling of riding on rails that really overused description of fsx but it's true in the end but you know you do see a lot of if you have experience as a pilot or if you watch a lot of aviation videos and you can see the moment they enter cloud in a smaller aircraft i mean you really can get tossed around something incredible and sometimes you had that a little bit but it didn't have it to the effect that maybe you would expect depending on how bad that thunderstorm was that you'd flown into so um that was it's interesting i haven't flown in a lot of weather yet uh as far as since the patch was released so i can't personally attest to it but uh anything it's more of a challenge is always better if you want to learn and in the end that's the ultimate goal so over time we will improve and i think that if you can improve in tough conditions then you'll certainly be able to handle the basics extremely well
0: yeah i have to mention that this part especially the mountains and the valley right there
2: yeah this is lovely amazing Really does.
0: And Far Isle don't you fly around here often?
2: I do, a little bit further to the west and south around Hope, British Columbia and Chilliwack and there's so many beautiful parts of British Columbia and they've done it so well. So far every place that I've flown around is just um it's just amazing. It looks like what we're seeing. It's really incredible.
0: Yeah. Have you been there in real life
2: though? I have not been to this exact spot in real life. I'm a little bit further to the west. I've been to Bella Bella and um, up along the coast mainly uh, near Queen Charlotte Island. Of course, that's across from mainland BC. Uh, Kind of think of some of the stops there. I was also in Alaska, so it doesn't take much, obviously, if you're in the panhandle of Alaska to be in a a small aircraft and traverse over into uh, British Columbia. But yeah, it's definitely, uh, ah. we're going to have to go near Bella Bella. They had some beautiful um, glaciers there, glaciers in the mountains. And I would love to be able to uh, see what it looks like in Sim. This valley is incredible. I mean, just the detail is.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
2: I don't know if they've updated or not, I'm looking down at some of the coloration of the water. And I don't know if they're putting in some kind of slight fixes that maybe they're going to announce when they're happy with them. But there's a few things, and I like it, that the the colors are slightly different. There's a few more, I don't know if it's because I haven't flown over this exact area, but a couple of water effects I've seen that were different than what I've seen in other places near this area. So I'm just wondering if – I would imagine that they are. I would imagine they are working on some of these world effects and yeah. other things that maybe they're not ready to announce them because they're still tweaking them. But I wouldn't be surprised if we run into a few a few things that will uh, show us. Approved. Yeah, that will kind of indicate – yeah, we are working on the water. Yeah, we are working on some physics. We're working on some color differences. and They're
0: working on a lot of stuff at the same a time. A lot
2: of stuff. Yeah. A they're lot. They're getting
0: the helicopters. They're getting the VR. They're redoing their effects engine. There's all, so many yeah. things going at the same time, which is probably why they have little time to focus on other stuff. And, well, of course, they're separate teams. But, uh, like, here uh, we have... Um, STW222 has been talking about how he's been struggling to even just download the updates uh, because it kept starting again uh, with that one file that he can't download. Um, Honestly, for you, what I'd say is go find that file, delete it, and then see if it helps. That's something that I've seen a lot of people have and that has been able to fix it. Um, But apart from that, there's not much you could really do. Uh, maybe restart the whole thing. Maybe it's your antivirus who's playing with it, because some of those. Yeah. So of course, we're going to see more of those happen. But I think really what's happening is they have split teams. Some are continuing to work on new features because they can't focus 100% of their time on fixing bugs and even very small issues. Um, They have a lot of people working on different things even just the world updates and shared cockpits those are there are other things that we want to see within the next few months Um, and this is where i want to bring us to the development roadmap which version (coughs) 9.17 has finally been released and um well of course the yellow text means we're going to see some more updates uh videos and more details um sadly this this update was while, while it's an update for the development roadmap we're still seeing august um, so we're not really seeing the month of december yet because we only see four months in the development roadmap um, and we're already halfway through september so it's probably just a quick small update instead of a full um, roadmap update and that's probably because the management together gets uh, probably every two weeks or every month and they they do their own updates and i guess a small part of the internal updates become this development roadmap. Um, in this case, we're seeing a lot more about the around the world episodes that are being released. Uh, they seem to be releasing about every month, and uh, every week, or three times at least a week in October. Um, and we're seeing a lot more uh, feature discovery series now. We're seeing um, the feature discovery series nine, uh, we're seeing the partnership series we're seeing another feature discovery 10 and 11 and 12. So there's there's more features to come. I would expect, of course, VR um, shared cockpits to be some of those in there. Do you have an idea of what else Far Allo could be in? Because there's at least three feature discovery series episodes here, all TBA. I don't know.
2: That's a really good... I've been wondering about that for a while. Of course, like you said, VR is going to be one, shared cockpits, probably another one. But it's a little bit of a mystery, I'm thinking... We know that they kind of didn't get into the mission camp- the campaign, and the, even though it's still high up on the wish list. And I think a lot of people do want some elements of that, the landing challenges and the activities, the bush trips and things like that, they go a long way. And I think high participation in those may also spur them. So I wouldn't be totally shocked if maybe part of that statement was Around the release, I don't want to say to placate people because that's a little bit too manipulative, but maybe they were being a little bit cautious to ensure while people were, you know, first getting their hands on the sim, they still wanted to make sure that there was none of this Xbox fear that they're going to turn this into some kind of, of game and that they were a little bit stern on how they were talking about missions and campaigns, but I wouldn't be surprised if a feature discovery in the future has something to do with that, because I still think that it's a popular popular element, and I also think it's going to become more important as the Xbox integration comes, because there's still going to be a huge chunk of people that may not at first basically get what we're doing now that, you know, oh, you're just flying to fly, and you know, what's the purpose or what's the object? And there's some people that are going to have to come from that position that are going to need an object and they're going to need a purpose. And it's not to say that they're going to take over and they're going to suddenly turn Flight Simulator into this gamified experience. But at the same notion, we know Microsoft really, really wants to attract a new and fresh, you know, Kind of player to the simulator, and I think some I think of that will. One
1: thing we don't want is loot boxes.
2: Well, yeah, they they don't want, they don't want the default experience to be overly gamified. You know, where you have to work your way up to a, a plane, you have to earn coins in the game, and all that. Nobody, I don't think there, anybody wants anything like that. Buy the,
0: the airport point, pack.
2: Yeah, you know, I don't. They definitely don't want to go that route i don't think they're going to go that route
0: even though there is on air uh company manager uh which is that
2: that's the point i'm I'm kind of in in expertly working my way towards i do think there will be more challenges more activities more specific bush trips i think people will be able to create scenarios i think there will be campaigns i think there will be missions of some kind in some way And like I said, I'm not afraid of that. I kind of look forward to it sometimes because sometimes with this gigantic world that we can fly in now and that VFR is possible, sometimes you can get overwhelmed when you start the sim and you just don't know where where to go. It's like, wow, what do I do? Or (laughs) where should I fly? And and sometimes you'll get a little brain freeze trying to figure it out. And sometimes you might just say, you know what, I'm going to do a landing challenge. Or I'm going to do... One, One of the bushes. Yeah, I think I think this is coming. I think they're just giving a respectful, careful, cautious amount of time in order to. Obviously, they're working on a lot of things. There'll be a lot of positives. There'll be some negatives that people will be discussing. So they're going to want to try to control the narrative as much as possible and. While they're working through some of these issues, they may not want to, for lack of a better word, antagonize. I don't think that's quite the right word. It's a little bit strong, but they don't want to risk any more difficulties than you're going to normally experience with uh, bugs and and features that you're trying to implement and, and and put in. So they don't really need to say, "Hey, let's go out on a limb and really piss people off." So you know,
0: I so the, think. So you think they're putting four uh, feature discovery videos to prove how far the simulator can go and how it's not just a basic
2: Xbox game. Oh, for sure, for sure. They're gonna try to maintain as much as possible this true simulator experience. And yet at the same time, it's really gonna be important to expand the audience. And part of that audience being so brand new, it's gonna take them, there's gonna be a learning curve for them, not only on how to fly, on how they want yeah how they want to fly and some of those people coming from that genre aren't aren't going to understand just flying for the sake of flying and yet those of us that don't we may not be you know those kind of that kind of a gamer and we want that kind of open sandbox world we just don't want the default state of the sim to become an arcadey little kind of game yeah so, yeah. and I don't think there's any risk of it. I just think there are some people that are worried about it because.
0: Well, those come through the the add-ons, right? So those who really want yeah. to can just
2: get. Oh, yeah, yeah, for F's sure.
0: Economy on there yeah. or other add-ons. And those. I do think do those more. will
2: be those will be prevalent and pervasive, but I still think there'll be some kind of.
0: Well, the hardcore gamer is still protected from from that because they're still on the Xbox platform. Uh, so the game's not there on the platform yet. Uh, the hardcore flight simmer is on its computer platform. It's not bombarded with mini games and coins and whatever in-game currency. So they're getting the realism right now from the simulator. They're waiting for. The add on developers to add on.
2: Can I just say this winding river that's below us? The stream looks absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, actually, the my blaze. camera yeah, hasn't been it cool? moving. It's just on that yeah. one thing. You see the whole valley exactly. going down. Yeah. And uh, actually, we just passed before I was showing it. Um, down there, there is the uh, the city of Banff, or it's more like probably like a village, but it's it's a oh, nice yeah. little uh, beautiful place. And oh, yeah. uh, well, uh, you know, Farrell, you want to tell us. Oh lake yeah, Lake Louise has see.
2: the yeah. Lake Louise is a super super famous uh, tourist destination. It's nestled in the Canadian Rockies, absolutely gorgeous. They have a an epic hotel there that uh, very high end, but it's very very beautiful. And um, you know, people come the world over, and this coloration is so it's almost spot on exactly. It's amazing because they have the glaciers. And that runoff comes into the lake, and it just gives it this very aqua, a little bit of a silty aqua kind of a look. And if you don't know it, you probably have seen the photographs of the lake and the area before, and you just didn't realize that's what you were seeing. But it's a, it's definitely like a world-class destination.
0: If you want to visualize that, just Google uh, Lake Louise and uh you'll you'll get an idea it's a yeah. really beautiful place actually that place is on our flight plan uh but we'll have to wait till we get all the way down is that uh that big valley and it'll be on our left so as we will be turning to continue our flight plan it will be on the left um, just at the beginning of our major turn so uh, we'll see that for those falling on the flight plan it's uh, waypoint six so yeah, it's uh and, and I love hmm. how they're actually getting most of that right because the the Canadian wilderness tends to just be well, the boreal forest, right? It's a lot of those same trees and uh it's been captured pretty well here for once I have sure. to say. Usually sometimes yeah. some places are very pixelish or it may not really represent exactly what it is, but <clears throat> This looks very good.
2: I wonder what this highway, if that is a highway below us, I wonder what it is.
0: Yeah, it is the Trans-Canadian Highway.
2: It is? Okay, I was wondering if that's what it was. Um, yep. I've uh, flown over the Trans-Canadian Highway uh, down by Hope, yeah. British Columbia. And um, boy, it must be one long, long highway from start to finish.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's... Like a week. That's a big highway too, Um, and then you got the Canadian Pacific Railway, which uh, also follows just on, actually quite parallel. You can see it right, uh, following the highway. Yeah, it's crazy how they managed to build a, a big road that goes east to west. I'd say it's a pretty big necessity.
2: Is the mother of invention there, so (laughs) they needed it.
0: Well, it's a big continent.
2: Sure is. Yeah. Wow, this looks so great. I'm so, I'm so pleased that it's done well. And the weather just enhances it. I mean, sometimes the weather here can be quite a challenge. So you can imagine if you were on a a gauged only a gauge only air aircraft where you didn't have any kind of uh, you know uh, what you uh, the term escapes me, but um, the GPS kind of shows you your track. That synthetic vision, I guess it's called. But to fly through this kind of terrain in, you know, low cloud or lower vis- visibility, IMC-ish kind of conditions, you can see just a little to the west and just a little to the the east. What could happen to you if you you lose sight of the ground? yeah but on a clear day it's absolutely amazing
0: imagine you know imc or or just a lot of clouds this place must be very dangerous to fly Oof. yeah especially with all those uh, uh
2: imagine just i yeah, wouldn't want to be clouds. caught in it
0: no, that must be crazy
2: imagine a hardcore gamer or...
0: coming in there and just <laughs> flying around and without gets hit
2: by Downdraft, and they would be surprised spiral.
0: by how real it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What's going on?
0: And then we I have all numbers. those uh, those high-end uh, add-ons and planes,
2: which. There was an interesting statement from uh, PMDG a few days ago that yeah. was discussing basically a little bit of a a hint at their timeline, and they were mentioning that um, they expect. Four to six, I'm sorry, excuse me, I have that completely wrong, Uh, six to 12 months, um, some of their products should be released. They did say that um, they had a very high level of fidelity with their product, and they were also, they kind of hinted that they were waiting for the sim to catch up a little bit. I don't know if that was a little hyperbole to, you know, Boost their already well-respected product, or if you know where Marfa you can has see something the...
0: else in the yeah. background.
2: Exactly. Okay. I, I think for myself, I think um, PMDG are probably one of the first partners that they've dealt with, or the third-party developers that they got in touch with and kind of asked to come on board. Don't you? Wouldn't you think they were maybe one of the first aircraft developers?
0: I think they were. Asked? some of the first for sure and, and I have... they're part of the ones who probably helped figuring out what the sdk really needed because think of it yeah. the the people who are making the sdk they know about what the the simulator is they they know what to expect roughly but when it comes to the next generation you need the next features you need the next tools right it's all next generation it can't just be the simulator that's next generation but have old tools and have processes that are old and have older uh plain texture formats it, because the technology has evolved in the last 15 years since we've seen fsx the the gaming industry has also adopted a lot of different formats um and a lot of little different strategies and Well, for us, we call them tweaks, but really it's a a lot of workarounds to increase performance and visual fidelity while not necessarily hitting the GPU so much. These have been happening. They've been growing, they've been maturing, they've been uh, discovered, uh, they've been created for the last 15 years. And that's why now we can have a much better visual experience uh, and, and even just as a full simulator, we didn't have a better experience than from FSX, even though the same hardware, we get about the same FPS. Now, of course, FSX has its own things. It's a little older game. It's not optimized. Um, there's a lot of things, uh, especially for uh, our hardware now. But my point is, with all those features that came out, you need to have those new features, those no ways that are built within the simulator. And the more variables you can open to the developers, the more things a developer can do in the simulator acting as a sandbox, not only for the user, but now also for the developer, those tools really need to follow up. And what's the best way for someone to make a tool and figure out new tools to make their life easier for, for them, for developers, and for other people who are gonna work on the simulator, What's best, then just go with the industry standard. Go see who's the number one, go see who's the number two, go see the people who are leading the industry in terms of uh, simulation and realism and detail. Well, PMDG is a really good example of that. So, of course, for me, it would make sense for a Sobo developers to say, PMDG let's work together. Tell us what you want. And I'm sure they asked that same question to a lot of other developers. Let's build this together. And you will learn, you will get your your voice, your your words on, on what we do. But that'll also allow you to get prepared ahead of time to learn the tools and get yourself familiar before you go into this crazy ham project of yours of getting a 737 into the simulator for example. It's a crazy task because it's a very complex add-on it's a very complex environment so there's there's so many variables and things that are going into creating um, a 737. Oh yeah. As a result, they've probably been working very hard on this for a long time and we're at the point where, well, what's really next, right? You have the The developers are just going to be building onto it. They're going to give uh, little tips. So in this case, PMDG, what they're saying is, well, we're not yet to the point where we feel we're ready to start from zero to 100% and just make a 737. But as we learn ourselves the tool and we give feedback on it, and we say, we don't want this, we want that tool, or we prefer it when it works this way or that way, this feedback will be good enough that it's going to make the SDK grow and go forward and move on. And as a result, it's going to make the the overall experience for other developers easier to create add-ons, planes, or even just sceneries. And that's the best benefit. So in a way, PMDG is staying back, but is also moving forward. So it depends really how you take that, uh, that statement that they put out.
2: I, yeah, I agree. I think that um, that's why I said, that's why I mentioned both things. It's a little uh, bit of two facets. There's obviously things in the sim that that are getting upgraded and, 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 and worked on as we speak. and there's other ones that we will discover that will need to be remedied. We've got a little bit of interesting data up ahead of us as an example. Um yeah, I'm watching world, that maybe.
0: and uh yeah, I think it's, some it's of fixing world, itself as, as I move
2: forward. It's closer, yeah. There's a little bit of that. Well actually there's a lot of that in Alaska, so um which I will expect that as they get some extra data to come in for the water and the you know, the, the terrain, some of these uh, plot points for the heights of certain things will get uh, fixed. Yeah, mine kinda popped in a little bit better there as well. Yeah, uh, it's a new area. I actually haven't flown over this exact area, so it's probably, you know, overwriting something in my system. But um, there are a few places in Alaska where they, it's like a bit like a plateaued water effect, where the river or the lake is raised up above the actual terrain, as if it's like a a viaduct, an aqueduct. But I, I'm sure that'll be. That'll be uh, fixed as more data comes in, and I think the world updates that will be coming in the future. We're going to see a lot of a lot of interesting additions, and be interesting to see what airports they're working on as far as that database of airports. A few yeah. that uh, we need, and I think you know some of it has to do with the weather, as we said before, and when we checked out um, Lake Louise. One of the mountains uh, must have been in shadow. So one of the sides of the mountains on the left as you fly into the lake, it was a bit um matter of fact, I think it's coming up, is it not?
0: Yeah, actually think... it's uh, it's right yeah. in front of me right there. This is why I uh, yes. I deviated diverted. a bit to the left. Yeah,
2: I should have um, as well.
0: Because that little river is not necessarily the
2: actually hot spot the at terrain the did fix itself by the way, which yep. is really cool.
0: Yep, it's just as you get closer to it, the I guess yeah. it's your, your radius uh, gets fixed. Yeah. Um, we have a question from uh, sure. Scary Frost um, Do you guys think the player base for this game will be big enough to make it economically viable to sustain this game for five plus year as a life service? Oh, for sure. And live service also includes the multiplayer, the scenery streaming, <clears throat> and the continuous updates, as well as the extra packs that are coming out, um, the features, and on top, uh, the the uh, the DLCs, like the helicopters. So I think that's a good question. I think it will be big enough to be economically viable for more than five years. Um, as we discussed in the previous uh episodes of the podcast um this is something that we estimate will at least be seven to ten years just because of number one the ambition of the project this is a big project they've been working on four years it's not to leave it in two three years and the more you build on it the more people are going to join on it the bigger it's going to become <clears throat> there's no competition in the market nope fsx is gone p3d is yes it's here but the eye candy is something that's always been really big for most people so it's a pretty big competitive advantage and X plane is also working on on that probably I would I would think so
2: I would think so yes yeah.
0: so yes I think it is more viable don't forget also this is going to be brought to the Xbox which file what, what was the number
2: it was 90 million Xbox. Yeah. Counts, so that's if a big you market. could get, yeah, if you could get twenty percent of that, that's a massive number. I mean, that's what eighteen million people there, and what we've already we've already had one million pilots in that little blurb of a, a statement from um, Microsoft about uh, how things seem to be going already. So, I would think that. Um, there will be enough people especially that's why i think they want to get the xbox situation done correctly it has and they be. want to get yeah they want to get that done correctly while maintaining everyone else who was connected to flight sim for all of these years they don't they don't want to alienate anybody but they need to bring in that large group and if they can bring in that large group and get that large group to understand and enjoy the sim it will alleviate those that are worried that it's going to turn into some kind of little game and uh, far it away. will left. also turn left oh turn left let me uh...
0: Yep, join back on me where we're doing a turn here I know it's so interesting. You want to go to Hector Lake and uh, yeah. to Waputik we take ice fields and, and so on, because there's, there's a lot of beautiful things down there, but uh, now we're going to take kind of like a big inverse U. We're going to go back. Well, first West and then back South. And there's tons of little lakes around here as well. So it really is uh, a crazy place to follow. And if you're interested in watching the flight plan, there it is. And, oh. uh, if you want, you can totally join us. We are on uh, All Players US East. So feel free to join if you're interested. Play Plan is in the event text channel. Um, I think as well, it's not just because, yeah, okay, we have a market of 90 million uh, consoles. We know not 90 million people are going to buy this game. We know there's already 1 million on PC. 1 million people have been uh for for now it's been it's been a month and a half have been buying this game have been playing this game it's a lot and there's more this this it, the the time we got the news was essentially a month after release it had one million sales which is amazing for a simulator and i think that kind of shows the the reach that the simulator has it's not just a a niche product anymore Um, Asobo and Microsoft have really worked to make it as available to everyone. You can use it as literally a screenshot uh, generator, we could say, because this thing has beautiful sceneries. It is really good at doing that. It has a drone mode which would allow you to um, go through freely around the plane, around the globe. You don't even need to be with the plane. You can just fly in That drone all around the world, Um, but also it could be used for mirror. I mean, yeah, sorry, you do a Uh, vacation
2: planning, yeah, vacation (laughs) planning would be fun, yeah, vacation planner.
0: But I was talking more, I was thinking more about weather as well because that is a fully complex thing. But damn, yeah, let's 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 check our vacations. I want to go and climb this mountain.
2: Hmm. What does Fiji look like? You know, what does...
0: That would be interesting. Southern
2: Chile look like. What does... Gg. Oh, it's beautiful. I, I've, I've already tested it out a little bit.
0: Should we fly uh, there next?
2: Yeah, it's really... It's a lot of little islands. You can make a lot of little hops. A lot of little uh, grass strips. And it was quite nice. I liked it. It was part of my... um Trying to search around and figure out how I'm going to get around the world. I had this this idea to divert as far as I can into the middle of the Pacific... But I need to try to figure out within range of the plane I want to use, just how far out into the Pacific, because obviously once you get out to the end of the French Polynesia, there's no, um, there's only what Easter Island is the only major airport. Although I don't need to necessarily have a major airport, but between
0: mountains and islands.
2: Yeah. And the ones we have next
0: to us are imposing. Look on your left; it's crazy.
2: Jeez.
0: You really feel the the size of it.
2: You do. I think they've got the, um, I don't want to call it the dimensions. I don't know exactly what the term is I'm looking for, but um, they've got the, the scale.
0: Well, the terrain elevation is definitely
2: there. Yeah, but they've got this scale that it's, it's different than some of the elevation was in FSX. Like but the not, relief? Only, not only, yeah, not only is it the relief and the elevation, but the kind of the way that you in the plane sort of measure up to the world around you the scale is oh, correct
0: yeah like the you plane scaling I mean? compared to the to yeah. the scenery that was something that fsx did not have really well and that no. was one of my major no. issues with it Yep. it really did not feel authentic in that sense no but um this now we have feels
2: just unbelievable just, I'm like Further and depending we go, on how um, far
0: you zoom in or out, you look yeah. smaller. But yeah, this this thing is amazing. It's crazy. Very imposing mountains.
2: This mountain to the left of me right now, the the detail. If you didn't know any better, this would this would be an add-on quality mountain. Yep. That right is where the I detail. At moment. It's yeah. It's like.
0: Well, it's I'm actually looking at it, thinking, what focus. is the
2: name of this mountain? Because it's so well detailed that. It's like a photogrammetry version of a mountain.
0: Ah, uh, well, it's because you're looking at Mount Stephen, and Mount Stephen is, 1,900, uh, 3,199 meters. I was going completely off with that yeah, number that's at first.
2: imposing but, mountain right there.
0: Yep, and um, I mean, this is this whole thing. Imagine if you oh. went rock climbing, or oh, uh, wow. just around. Yeah, I'm going a bit to the left with the mountains because it's just amazing. But uh, we're essentially going to follow down. Uh, that river, now. yeah, this
2: valley, yeah, but That's look where I'm. It's
0: it's imposing. That's
2: yeah, the, the root really of the term. And I've flown over just a little bit more to the to the west, and I I would imagine, you know, they've got the satellite data for it. The fidelity is going to be just as good as this, and it looks it looks like the terrain. It's yeah. So sorry to um, go on and on about it. It's just. Shockingly good. And go ahead. Another question for you guys.
3: Um, speaking of the photo geometry, do you think this game will be enough of a motivation for Microsoft to you know, start modeling new cities, maybe start some uh, additional runs of the satellite imagery?
2: I'm sure hoping so. I've talked to Cookie about that several times, and he's had several good theories on it, some that are a positive answer and some that are a little bit more challenging. What I'm hoping is that I've always said, and I think Cookie's the person that first said it to me, the primary reason that we have the flight simulator may not be a reason that we know. There was some reason that they needed a demo to show the Azure and some of the other aspects of what we have now as the sim, but there was another business I don't want to say maybe interest, but there's some other motivation that originally got this off the ground that they decided, well, the best way for us to show this off is from the air. How can you show it off from the air? Let's you know, fly a plane. Somebody remembered.
0: Well, we can kind of talk about it, right? It's yeah, the, the, the Jedi contract. Uh, that's a big military contract from which the, the big tech companies, including Amazon, um, and of course, Microsoft have been working towards uh, of course it's contracts so you want to win uh, those contracts and part of that is of course if you have a technology like this where you can uh, grab from one flat picture create geometry create 3d buildings and estimate what the the surfaces that the picture did not really take like the front of a house from a top-down picture you're not going to see that but the more you can understand about the environment from which the picture was taken so the the ground the area um, the features of the land the more you can predict what it's supposed to be in that scenery so you can understand the power of that if all you have is just uh, a basic picture a satellite picture imagine a spy satellite right you're just taking your pictures um and then suddenly go through this ai and now you have a high resolution 3d view of whatever was taken with that satellite picture and this is this uh, satellite thing is just pure speculation right i don't know what this is used for but now imagine if you have to demonstrate that technique What's the best way to visualize that? Well, for me, it would be a flight simulator. Just do the entire world and, and show off what you can do. And that's that's what we're doing. That's what we're flying in right now. Now, was this technology just made for the simulator? Was it made for the contract? And then they said, well, you know what? Let's also profit from it by providing it to uh, another company, to customers. We don't really know those details and we probably will not until these kind of things get declassified we might be dead by then <laughs> who knows <laughs> but um one thing for sure is it's going to be very interesting to figure out what's uh the plan what was the plan what's coming up so it's funny because it kind of relates back to your question before you know as will this game be able to survive five plus years and i think technically there's no way there's no reason why it should not and just all those little things uh, that create, you know, the simulator and the reasons why it exists, just make it even more worthwhile for Microsoft.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that the success will be enough, and I also hope the competitive spirit that that we all know that Microsoft has always had, um, that they've always wanted to be the best, and if there was competition that could dent or take a segment of their market share away that they really did work sometimes a little bit ruthlessly, but business can be ruthless in order to ensure their market share, if not to try to you know push the other people behind them. And we we all hear the you know the whisperings, oh, I wish it was Google Earth and all this stuff. And to me, they' they're not they're not not hearing that. They're not just totally ignoring that. And their their pride as a company or the ego of the company surely would like people, the first thing to say is, oh, I looked that up on Bing Maps. Excuse me. And I would hope that a little bit of that competitive spirit, along with the success of The Sim, will drive them to say, you know what? We're going to make people choose bing more often than they do now and what better way to show how wonderful it is than this simulator that's got all the hype and all of the attention at the moment and for me it would be a total missed opportunity to allow any competition to catch up once they get the flight model and the dynamics and those things fixed you know it usually takes a good year or two when a, when a sim is new, and for all intents and purposes, this sim is new, despite the fact the name is a long-standing name. This sim is is new, and the technologies are new, and the implementation of so many things together at this level is is new. So over time, it will get fixed. And you know, 2004 and FSX, they were very stable. There were some performance issues, but they were very stable. And um, I've noticed one thing just now while I'm talking. The environmental effects are greater. I don't know if you notice, I'm flying through this cloud now. And the sound of the wind is picking up. And I never noticed that before. And it just happened when I flew into this cloud. So I think that's part of the patch. But um, I think it would, like I was saying before, I think it would be a missed opportunity to not push this as quickly and firmly as possible, to get that model and the dynamics to be as stable and as they possibly can to get those systems up to par. Uh, I know that they're, they're listening to what we're saying and they're chasing expectations a little bit, but they're also trying to meet those expectations. And I want them to succeed, obviously, because I've always loved Flight Simulator. And I want it to be the best. And I want it to be the default choice of people. And everybody wants to be proud of, of what they use and, and what they support. And I think the closer they get to the stability and the fidelity that, that we need as far as systems and dynamics go. look. If you look around, I mean, look at the scenery. I think this is going to be something that literally only if somebody would get Google Earth, it's the only way they're going to catch up. So I want, if that should ever happen, I would like Microsoft to already be prepared because they've got their model and they've got their dynamics and they've got their weather and all these things integrated that is equal to the competition. And if that competition somehow manages to corral Google, that Bing wasn't sitting back thinking, oh, well, they'll never get Google so we don't have to worry about it. And that Bing itself is rising to the challenge and saying, you know what, we're going to raise the game on our level so that if somebody does manage to get some kind of scenery connection that will bring them close to what we have here today that Bing will have been dealing with that that Microsoft will have been dealing with that idea and working in order to make sure that the gap uh, is not so easily closed just by signing you know a partnership with somebody that's got satellite imagery yeah. And for me, that would be my goal for the division that's in control of this simulator. And I think that if they do that, it will also help the the business end as far as whatever the, whatever the motivation was to bring Flight Simulator back. The selling of that, I think that the better and better that Flight Simulator gets, the better and better and more easily and more successfully, they can sell that original reason that ended up creating a Flight Simulator for us. If that's not well said, but I think you get what I mean. So hmm. I so,
3: really do so. I'll tell you guys my personal fear. Um, if I use examples such as other uh, games as a service like uh, Anthem, or Destiny or even Battlefield 5 uh who I believe had a few million players or a million sales at the beginning uh you know EA or DICE or the developers and publishers they weren't able to keep uh you know that that sustainability and at some point you know those games were considered a flop um and that sort of leads back to my first question a uh, personal fear of mine is that you know that that happens here as well uh however considering the muscle that, that Microsoft has and uh, the architecture, etc. cetera. You know, I think if they're able to to exploit their strength and gamify this to a point that it becomes massive, or at least, you know, it, get, it gets a, a good audience, especially with Xbox, as you guys mentioned, with the new consoles, then, you know, hopefully, hopefully that'll help, you know, mitigate some of that risk.
2: Well, for sure. I think that's part of the reason why they're doing it. And, but they're being so cautious because they don't want, they don't want, the people who kept this hobby alive all of these years waiting for a new version so to speak they don't want to alienate them at any cost because flight was a a very painful example of what can happen if you get some of that wrong if you alienate the core and the base insides are a little bit rotten so to speak although there were some things about flight that that some people would like. And I'll bet you there's some things about Flight that Xboxers might like because either they don't know better or they don't know what they're looking for yet as far as that goes. But for the hardcore people, of course, it was like, wow, this is way too much of a game. And they didn't want the default experience to be that gamey. But I think that they can marry the two things together because they can make it so customizable that your profile can be what you want it to be and your experience can be you want it to be a little more gamey some days, it will be. If you want it to be more serious because you've learned something or read something, watched videos or something, it can be. So as long as they can marry those two things together, which I think they can, and I think they will, I think they're going to succeed to bring a much larger audience, but at the same time, add a few elements to it that will keep those new people happy without offending or bothering or worrying the people who've actually you know slogged it out for the last 14 years between real simulator titles if you don't count flight it's 14 years so <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a while i'm hopeful and I, I think they're listening i mean i think somebody's listening it's part they're of reading it. the forums, yeah. They're reading the forums, both on to. Flight Simulator and Reddit. They're they're at, they're in the Discord, you know, channels, and they're they're doing the Twitch uh, videos and streams. And it's obvious that they're they they're, they're trying to consume knowledge, and they're trying to consume what some of our opinions are. And they're not doing that just because they solely. Adore everything about their. They want to learn, and they want to know, and I think they're just being cautious. So, I think there's going to be missions and all kinds of goodies. But that's just me. Because I. Think I that, love it. Yeah, I I do. Sometimes I like it. I'm not I'm not good at them. Don't get me wrong. I'm terrible at them. <laughs> but uh, sometimes it's fun to be able to try to, you know, go save somebody on a mountain or.
0: Especially here. You're you're right on the spot. This
2: this is my kind of flying. So see if I was a, an airline type of person, I might not care one way or another, unless it was some kind of scenario that involved an airliner. But for me, I love flying like this. And so for someone to say, okay, I'm going to give you a little something to do here. I'm going to, you're going to have a mission to deliver medicine to a remote village in bad weather. So that, you know, it's important that you succeed or this is the kind of terrain I love and and the kind of area that I love. So if once in a while I have something specific to do in order to accomplish it, I think it's a cool idea.
0: Yeah. And afterwards, you just expand, right? If if you can't expand to the point where... You can add, because, you know, we we had this this thought a while back, and it was, well, quite clearly, it was a very, let's say, it's far from where it would be if he, okay, well, let's just say the idea, you'll, you'll be able to judge um for yourself. It was the idea of having scenery that was made for historical periods in time, where well, oh, you could yeah. install a scenery from Paris in the 1800s. And be able to fly around, and maybe have like a a tooltip saying number five, and then a little software that would be around would tell you about what happened at that thing at that time. Uh, you could visit London, and 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 be able to just have this whole experience. And
2: yeah, that cool.
0: That is really a next
2: I'm flying level. over like Pearl Harbor. I know it's not realistic. You're not on the right plane, whatever. You're time traveling, whatever the little gimmick is. But just from a historic standpoint, imagine to be able—you're flying over—I don't know—you're flying over London during during World War II, or you're flying over Washington, uh, Lincoln's funeral, or you're flying around Mount Everest when Tenzing uh, Norgay and Sir Edmund Hillary climb it, or anything. It would just that would be absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, some people say, "Oh, it's not realistic. It's not." Sometimes,
0: Does it I don't need... mind
2: taping reality a little bit. It know? doesn't
0: necessarily need to be 100% realistic as well, right? If you have just the right. basics of, you can understand where everything is. You have the visuals because that's what it really is for the visuals, and maybe right. a little extra just to say, "This is," you know, "this is the place. This is what happened in that era." Then you don't really need that much more than that you know the rest well, is just...
2: you know there was a there was an old radio program I only know of it because somebody brought it to my attention it was way back my grandfather's era we're talking in the 30s and 40s or something it was called you were there and somebody gave me a disc of the shows that they had managed to survive after all of these years it is the coolest. So it's something like what we're talking about. What they would do is they'd have modern-day reporters, and yet it was the Spanish Armada. Or here along the coast of Galicia, as the, you know, as the Armada is sailing by up the bay, of, it's going to be entering the Bay of Biscay. Over to you, Jim. And it had this modern news kind of delivery, but they were really historical. old historical events. But it made you feel like they had one on the. They the were there. Invasion. And it was absolutely unbelievable if anybody can find those old radio shows if Maybe. they could do something like that with the simulator it would be beyond belief imagine flying that. over the armada watching the battle of or you know fly over the waterloo something <laughs> yeah. which of waterloo which is napoleon i'm begging somebody to please do saint helena the small island in the south atlantic off the coast of africa in which uh, napoleon after his second uh, Try world domination was exiled by the British, and I think in 2015 they famously built an airport so that after 500 years of isolation, um, they could only be reached by ship, which I think takes five days from South Africa. <laughs> uh, they were able to now have it's a it's a really difficult airport too. It would be, for sure, it would be a place that Microsoft would have a landing challenge because the crosswinds there are famously difficult. And the runway isn't that long, so it has a limited type of aircraft that can actually land there. And um, I really want St. Helena, but it's the Napoleon Bonaparte that that dragged me to that idea. So anybody that wants to come up with these historical uh, add-ons, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah. Just be aware there's some turbulence the closer you get to the mountains.
2: Oh, yeah. I was rocking and rolling back there for a minute. Yeah trying to get a little lower so that I'll be uh well prepared if we decide to do any water landings or anything down the road
0: actually we're um we're not that far off from uh from that place where we're gonna do a right and then another well and and then we'll we'll reach uh Inver Inver and and then if we want we can go all the way to Fairman Hot Springs
2: Cool. That'd be Certainly, it's nice a beautiful place. So, it's lovely to see. Yeah. What are your ideas on the trees? I had mentioned it before. Some of the regions, I wonder if they'll diversify a little bit with the trees so that as you go to other regions, maybe you'd see more palm trees or a few different kinds of palm trees if you're in some tropical location.
0: Well, maybe we know developers cool. said very clearly, you know, we're going to add more species we're working on that that was on their last live stream on the official twitch and for those listening there is the next uh live uh q a that's also coming up soon i don't remember if it's scheduled yet uh but i do know it's it's coming up very soon so uh check the the schedule on the twitch um, because that's going to be very interesting the next one they have developers and and they talk about uh, some of the major questions so, yeah, they're, they're adding trees They're you're doing all they can. They talked about how the seasons and how everything's being impacted. So I, I really wouldn't. I'm expecting those things to happen.
2: Me too. Uh,
0: we have a question from uh, Dinosaur 313 uh, Do you know if they're going to fix live wind data? I was flying in the eyeball of Hurricane Teddy currently, and it says the top wind speeds are 61 knots when they should actually be 121 knots. Wow. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, <laughs> I have one quick question about that because being in South Florida, we are uh, super familiar with hurricanes. Um, just to make sure that you're a few miles away from the eye, because like with Andrew, we had 166 mile an hour winds, but they were only three miles from the eye. Mm, so, so the it's band very specific. It can be. It can be. Sometimes the eye wall expands and those winds kind of extend outward. So if you know how far from the eye, the exact eye that you are, where the eye wall exactly is, as close as you can get to the eye wall, um, then you'll know because that's where the maximum winds are being measured. Sometimes it's 10, 10 miles. Sometimes it's five. Sometimes it's 20. It's usually somewhere between three and 20, depending so like on where
0: the, you are. The, the basic, uh, yeah, so like the, so you have the eye, which is a lot quieter and then everything around it. Uh, but I think he's also talking about how live wind data has, has been an issue in the past and yep. how the patch yeah. was supposed to fix it and how some people see some improvements, but it's not completely there yet. And no. that may have to do also to do with the predictive model of uh, media blue. So MediaBlue has a, I think it's actually a machine, yeah, I think it is a machine learning uh, algorithm which takes different elements of weather and every set of time they will create a new predictive model. And they run a lot of those predictive models in parallel. And as they go through those models, they remove the ones that are not accurate enough. And those are all predictive models, right? So they they estimate what's happening in the future uh, based on the current and past data. And so by removing the ones that are the least effective and the one that don't show the good results, they can, at at the end, just have this big, massive uh, machine learning algorithm that predicts weather fairly accurately. Um, And of course for us in the simulator they use this on top of uh weather that's added uh into the simulator from the basic sources around the world um, like NOAA and and all the other international weather uh, stations so those are supposed to be added in the simulator what i think is happening is you do have certain data now i see that apparently from well, at least from, from a lot of uh, different sources, I'm starting to understand that the the live weather works a little better. It may work better in certain areas than others. You start to see the clouds being how they're supposed to be now. Um, and wind may be not exact. Like you're getting a report and that says, well, in this case, 121 knots, and you only get 61. Um first of all the reports might differ for example when you do a flight in an a320 and you want to have the the right temperature at your arrival to to be able to put that in your fmc or should i see the mcdu and get yourself ready for landing we look online for the weather and we get okay well it's uh, 17 degrees celsius for example you put that in but then that's the source that you get from online for it becomes another uh, weather network, it could be from uh, NOAA, it could be from all those sources. But if you get the one from MeteoBlue, Blue, you're going to get maybe a degree of difference um, because they're a, a different source. As a result, you have to look at that source to get that data and be sure that it's going to be the same in the simulator. That's part of the answer. Another part is it's still sometimes broken that thing's perfect in this case the simulator is not perfect they still have issues with the weather in certain areas in certain conditions uh, or sometimes just the thing disconnects like probably the 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 connection between us and the and the servers sometimes might disconnect or something and the predictive model kicks in and so after a while you might not get the exact same weather that you would have if you were live so There's a lot of possibilities. There's a lot of different things. So I suggest uh, you look on Media Blue. They also have an app, Um, at least I know for Android. I'm not an Apple user, so I don't know for iPhones or iPads. But they have an app. I think they also have an online website. So you can go through there and kind of look at the data that they have down there. Then you can compare in the simulator and know if it's a bug or if it's supposed to be this way uh, by comparing that data. I'd say that's the best way to to look forward.
2: I think going through the trouble of partnering with partnering with somebody like Media Blue, I can't imagine that it's not a distinct priority to get that uh, to be accurate. And I think it'll again, everything is a work in progress right now because it's 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 so new, and what they're attempting to do is rather new, as far as the scale of what they're doing. We've had live weather through Metar in some of the older uh, versions of the sim but obviously it's nothing like the number of layers that they include excuse me and um things they're trying to accomplish with it so i you know what i wonder is i wonder if media blue wasn't caught off guard a little bit by the massive number of people that I don't know that they expected a million people is kind of like the point I'm getting at. So I wonder if Media Blue was a little bit like, oh, goodness, you know, our servers need to be beefed up or maybe we have some algorithms that we need to, like you said, dispense with some data and input from others. But I just wonder if that massive amount of of users really was like, right? yeah, I wonder yeah. if it caught them a little off guard.
0: It may be a little tough for them to, to handle that, yeah. Uh, just a little tip for you guys, because we're, we're going to turn on our flight plan. So start getting some height. Um, and also, I see we have uh, hard-coded here with us. So uh, hi there. So uh, get some uh, height, because what we're going to do is we're going to start uh, slowly but surely going over those mountains to our right, so that we can... Uh, Continue on. We can follow. Oh, I'm going way off course right now. We're gonna go between some mountains, so there's a little space here where we can follow. There's also, I think it's a road. So uh, this way, guys. Funny thing, because we've been getting close to um, to some lakes sometimes, and well, we can even see it from here sometimes, but um, and we'll we'll see it even some more because there's more lakes as we go through the mountain um, and reach the other side. There's tons of those little lakes, and there's more details. There's more stuff than what we've been used to. Meanwhile, we're uh, we're looking at that earlier today, and we found that surprisingly there is. For some reason, there's more details in certain areas than from before the patch. Yet when we really look into the, the patch notes, we don't really see that. It's not 100%. Like we don't really see the uh, an, an update on, on certain details that we see. And same with the previous patch where they did not explain everything they fixed. And I kind of want to use this both as a highlight and a reminder that we ask for a lot, we get a lot, and of course there's those other bugs that show up so then we start complaining about those. But there's also some stuff which we have never really heard about, seen, or sometimes even experienced as bugs. But there's, there's all those things that add up that we don't necessarily experience in the simulator that gets fixed, that gets added, that gets transformed or removed. And in this case for us, on the lakes, you can see those, those borders kind of look like lily pads, like ponds. You get way more details now into those. And, well, I didn't used to see that before in, in lakes. And I think, Farrell, you, you've been flying a bit into the area as well. You were not used to seeing the, that level of no, quality. I
2: had to look down, and I'm like, what is that? So it was it was like a new feature, a new land feature. Like this grass that I just flew over, that color and that texture... I don't know, it's different. Something is different. I'm seeing some, I mean, the basic terrain is similar in this area for many, many 1,000 square kilometers. And I'm just noticing in a few places that some of the the coloring is different, some of the transparency, like yeah. like there's depth, like there's new data that's providing some kind of underwater depth. They were talking about it. I just am wondering if it's—I don't want to call it a hidden feature—but they did mention that they were going to be working on some of the water physics and, and 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 you know the way that these things look. And as they got more data, they would be able to, you know, improve these things. So I'm just wondering if they're not testing it out without basically coming out and saying, "Oh, by the way, this is part of your patch." I don't know if.
0: Well, it seems like they did not include everything in there and there would be tons of things that would they probably add and and so on so they wouldn't mention it all because the list would be it would take too long to compile that list i guess um and there's stuff that is more or less important so they would of course put the top highlights Um, and i think that's something we got to keep in mind because we only see the top things and we don't think about Those little things that are in the background, more stability, more frames. Even though in this case the the thing has been more made for uh, for lower end planes, the sorry, not planes, but uh, computers. And yeah, it's it's just it's just not this, right? You 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 don't have that feeling of performance gain if you are, for example, a if you are like on a twenty eighty Ti and thirty nine hundred X or a ninety nine hundred K, far I'm gonna be uh, doing a touch and go here on uh, the airport uh, that we have here, uh, Radium okay. Hot Spring. You don't have to. I'll just be doing a touch and go before I continue to. uh gonna also see showcase. how my
2: controllers are behaving. So.
0: Uh... Yeah, that's no, fine. I I know. Yeah, that you have a bit of. Uh, Still yeah, like to tweak control. that there there's some of course the sensitivity is now not really present
2: due to right, kinda of reset. Yeah, I think it kind of now that it's not there for the time being, which tells me I think they're working on it. That's why they pulled the sensitivity from the menu, but it seems to affect my my controls a little bit, so
0: Yeah, and that's the kind of stuff I would expect them to work on, but Removing it from this means, or there's another patch coming up soon that's going to fix a lot of smaller issues. Yeah. Or there's something else happening and they don't want us to, to break something or who knows what they're really working on. Now you can see good. here on the left with the lake, for example. Here's a good example. You see all of that. It's quite specific. And uh, I don't want to miss my landing here.
2: <laughs> nice to watch someone else do one of these. Super fast uh <laughs> and not be me.
0: Yeah. In this case there
2: the trees and down embankments and well done. I'm trying to grab some height
0: so it stops chopping up.
2: Yeah, mine just wants to climb, 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 climb. So uh And let's see.
0: Yeah, we're we're pretty much uh on our way to our final destination. So we are, uh... yeah, there's there's a lot of lakes in here and there's lots of things. And uh, <laughs> dinosaur 313 coming back on our previous topic of the weather, who mentioned that uh, he figured out the issue and how the predictive model data was completely off for the hurricane um, because he was using an external source for the, uh, using satellite pictures to understand, uh, the the average flight <clears throat> level wind speed, and as a result, of course, would not be comparable to what's in the simulator from from that data. So uh, thanks for the follow up, Dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, we can see uh, Evan Mir down there. Oh, I should uh, align myself down there. I'm really close. I know why it's choppy suddenly. Oh well, there's certain things I just can't control. At the same time, we're close to the end, so I'll work on that for uh, next time. And you're down there with uh, hard coded. Beautiful, I see you too down there. There you
2: go. Diverted well so I didn't crash into him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you
2: are a little group here. Cause accidents as I fight my controls a little bit.
0: That's what I love about the Icon A5 is just a, a very simple plane to, to fly, you don't have to worry about much, essentially it's geared flaps, and if you really need to, you know, you could have the GPS like I have here, where uh, it's even just touch screen so you can just use your mouse and, and move around, center your plane, zoom in and out. So it's pretty cool, I, I like the way it's, uh, it's made, and uh, it's very easy to fly. And for those interested as well, where uh, there's the community flying tomorrow, uh, Friday at uh, I think it's 18 uh, UTC. Uh, check the the Twitch uh, schedule uh, tab if you want to see more on that. But uh, that's going to be another one. Uh, I'm going to be in there, and a lot of other people. We're going to be flying in an X Cub. And we're going to fly over London, and we're going to discover London with uh, with someone from London. So that's going to be also very fun.
2: Okay. Lovely city. I used to live there.
0: Yeah, actually, I just discovered this this afternoon. Uh, <laughs> right now, like, uh, you'll yeah, live down I there. <laughs> I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, when I was young, I lived way out in uh, the west, 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 west zone 3c if you're going by the tube in a little place called perryville but i worked in edgeware road which is you know downtown and uh great city i loved it would have liked to have stayed but sometimes life gets in the way and you got to move around and business and family
0: well i mean now you're in a warmer place for sure
2: Oy. yeah i i used to love it now it's a little bit like uh you know what Bit too hot so yeah i'd love to move to a place like this do another round yes so i'm like are you crazy you live in a tropical paradise and i'm like and oh. hot 95 nine months out of the year and
0: well uh, at least you get the weather and the heat because for me i'm getting um pretty much three months of the year i'm getting heat and the rest is yeah. a lot colder um for those who don't know, I, I live in Northeast, in, uh, northeast
2: Ohio, so in
0: Toronto, Canada, so yeah. I'm much Toronto's further north far. than Florida
2: Oh yeah, I used to live in Ohio though and and it was, you oh, know, God. three months of the year was yeah. nice and the rest... three months it rained and, you know the rest yeah. it snowed Yeah, so
0: At least you get snow in, in Florida, there's no way you're getting snow
2: No One time we had some flurries and everybody was thinking the sky was falling and the world was coming to an end
0: yeah, that's funny, because in hilarious. Europe, especially south uh, west of Europe, people yeah. panic when there's like two centimeters of snow, everything oh, closes. Oh, it
2: is going off into the bushes, and yeah, craziness.
0: It's quite funny to watch, actually, because uh, I'm used to getting a lot of snow. I'm used to a, a lot of these things. So seeing other people having a few very small amounts, but just enough to cover and make everything white is just a very enjoyable thing just just out there like that. I have that. to
2: tell you, these environmental effects are quite different because are, are you noticing if, you, if you're if you in the external view um, that you can hear the planes around you?
0: You could hear those before, though.
2: I didn't hear them to the degree that I'm hearing them now because it's actually making me look like, oh, and as I'm flying, it's moving around, you know, from left to right and it's it's shifting it's much more noticeable i don't know if maybe i had the the volume on those effects turned down so i'm not noticing until now because i i had a little reset on my sound yeah but uh ah you landed cookie very good i was going to and i thought you know what yeah You're i'm gonna too high
0: catch up at... back to you guys and we're gonna land at the last airport yep which is right next really so it's no uh that yeah. was i'll be able to watch you guys land from uh from the air I'm gonna stay low here because there's a lot of little lakes and it's really nice
2: to see. Yeah I am, yeah I'm low. Just under 4,000 indicated. Yeah,
0: Yeah, you can see that on your name tag, it's pretty nice. So we have uh, big golf courses around as well and little lakes all around so it's pretty nice for golfing I guess.
2: It's beautiful. I mean this would absolutely be payware add-on quality for this to be default in a random but extremely beautiful area of British Columbia.
0: Yeah. Sadly, I don't understand why it's so choppy for me now. Like, it was not like that last time when I went to check the flight plan and looked around. And now it's extremely choppy.
2: Maybe it's the server.
0: Could be some stuff. But, uh, yeah weird stuff uh, i'll get it sorted out for next time but uh yeah
2: everything's a work in progress including us
0: <laughs> i know it's, Just looking uh... around sorry.
2: sometimes i fall silent just i'm Watch. so glad there's no camera on me because all you would see is like the back of my throat from having my mouth fall open in in awe of what i'm seeing like wow look at that and i was trying to remember to shut up and not say it out loud but <laughs> that's what I'm guilty of
0: Yeah, and uh well there's uh it's a little more uh I have the mountains. There's a little less lakes here until we get to uh our last destination, Fairmount wow. Hot Spring. <laughs>
2: So we'll just a little bit of a winding here. river that continues on down. Just on the other side of the end of this lake. Yeah, there's that.
0: <clears throat> and actually those those are all lakes technically. Like this is yeah. uh where uh coded is, it's uh Windermere Lake. Beautiful. And you have the little city of Windermere, like right here. Very small, but uh Man, it must be peaceful and a nice view in the morning.
2: Right? Imagine the skiing in the winter. I don't know how to ski. I'd probably be the first person to break every bone in my body, but <laughs> just... Oh, come on. Beautiful to try, Can't be huh? not that bad. Nah, I mean, you just, you know, take one wrong turn and boom, 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 head over heels. Yeah. I was the kind of person that didn't know how to ice skate, but then decided, hey, you know what? They can do that triple axel on television. I can do it. Uh-oh. Of course, I ended up in—I <laughs> in, yeah, ended up in pieces. You don't want to. <laughs> it was brutal. Wow, this is getting close here. I better—better uh, better get myself prepared. So this is supposed to be
0: a bigger airport because it is uh, Fairmont Hot Spring. It is—it uh, is much bigger. Think of it maybe more as a resort. It's—it uh, has like a big gulf. It has, has uh, nice little uh, facilities, and then on top of this, it's between Windermere Lake and Columbia Lake, which uh, is a pretty nice uh, area. Like this thing is huge, Beautiful. and it's surrounded by mountains, and of course it's a hot spring. So what better? That it could be a place for. It's blown
2: around a little bit, just a little bit of turbulence, which is oh, really yeah. cool. Well,
0: it's it's quite. Solid turbulence, I would say. Yeah. Well, you you feel it. Let's say that. Yeah, you feel it. Okay, let's go down in altitude a bit. And let's prep ourselves. Man. In those mountains, even to the left and to the right, it reminds me of of the Alps that I've been visiting around. I went to check there because I know the, the French Alps a bit uh family and uh so I, I went to fly down there to take a look and because the trees are accurate to where they're supposed to be i was able to figure out exactly you know which house is which which place is which and in my case i was even able to uh to recognize you know every little detail no of course it's not perfect um a chalet was not really looking like a chalet for example um right. but it was close enough that you would understand what it is uh especially the roof but the rest was a little more well I we could call it a little more generic but in other spots they got it really well so i'm guessing it's just a question of getting it right so it's as they as they work on it they'll um they'll be able to work more on it, verify the data in real life, and as a result, uh, be able to to work on that and, and increase the quality and the visuals and more importantly, how real it's supposed to be. And then imagine once we have those, we have add-ons from PMDG, from Quality Wings, from Aerosoft, from all those companies. For, for those who are looking like Karen at uh, like the Twin Otter, or other planes, a lot of general aviation uh, It's going to be a blast. Once those come Uh, out, and we know from the the Aerosoft next-gen event, um, referring to my previous podcast here, I don't know if it was last episode or the one before that, uh, maybe five or four. Um, It's crazy, but it takes about a year, year and a half to get an add-on ready, and FPMDG's been waiting for a little bit to make sure everything's good before they start if like aerosoft they have started for example with the CRJ uh 700 800 and 1000 variants uh in the summer and of of last year summer 2019 and are hoping for release uh without a promise in by the end of the year we could be looking at certain add-ons starting to really pop up from uh trustable Developers yeah. in in the next few know. months, maybe some stuff for Christmas.
2: Some control issues here. Or Q1 but 2020.
0: I do, yeah, it's fine for uh, we're, we don't really see you in the distance. We just see your name tag, but uh, I, I don't really off. see
2: much. I'm okay, I'm okay. Yay, that was fun.
0: Couldn't see if it was. Uh, it looked like a successful landing from your name tag.
2: Yes, the landing was okay. Just a little bit of uh, control on the ground with the old rudder and the keyboard, it uh, fights yeah, me I can't okay. wait to get rudder pedals. Provided those rudder pedals are gonna work really good. Okay, you guys are coming in. I can see ya.
0: Eh, eh pulled up a little too much. Big flare. It's easy to flare really high with those planes. There we go.
2: You're at a much more sensible altitude than I was. I was actually a little bit high, so I landed quite far down the runway.
0: Yeah, I mean, speed-wise, I actually slowed down a little quickly, so I ended up uh, coming a little short.
2: So My habit is I'm always too low, so for me to actually land a little bit down the runway is a, a bit of a relief because <laughs> I, I tend to be a little bit too low and too slow on approach. Yeah. I oh, didn't well. bounce. That part was good.
0: That's good. That's really good.
2: Yeah, so I'm doing that three and four and five roller coaster bounce there.
0: Hey, um, and the hard code is right behind me. That's nice. nice. That's good.
2: Enough.
1: On the keyboard. Uh, what's the name of this podcast?
0: Uh, Well, that is a good question. <laughs> <laughs> so far, we call it the uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator podcast uh, just because it is easier for us to. To market it oh, that way. okay. Any other name. Do you, do you mind be... if I do an intro for it?
2: Cookie, have, have a have a meet. I mean, he's, he's the tech guy. He's the he's the brain behind it.
0: Send us a DM and we'll work on that if you want. Yeah. Uh,
1: I yucky. mean, I could. Do you mind if I do it right now as an intro, just really quick?
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Enjoy. Okay.
2: Welcome to the Microsoft Flight Simulator podcast. I'm your host, Guiffre. Today we have Dinosaur, Far Isle Pilot flying cookie justin Linder, and x winger welcome to the podcast oh my god <laughs> wow you're doing oh. some good stuff i feel like i should go back into the kitchen and cry over my dishes i need that software Something <laughs> to make me sound like that That's was fine
0: awesome. yeah was. well there we are we did a beautiful flight, beautiful oh, podcast. I want to thank you guys for flying with us, for joining us, and asking really great questions. And uh, well, we'll see yep. you guys in the next one. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you.
2: Again. Thank you for joining the Microsoft Light Simulator podcast. If you want more future episodes, go down below on Spotify at Spotify.com forward slash Microsoft Flight Sim Podcast. Thank you for joining us.
0: <laughs> well, that concludes it then.